What's up? Welcome to Tide Sessions, a podcast about water sports. I'm Mike and this is Mel. We're both super passionate about the water and together we co-founded a kite surfing school called Tide Water Sports. On this podcast, we're going to be chatting to athletes, founders and other rad people who also love being in, on or under the water. We hope you enjoy these conversations as much as we did. In today's episode, we chat with Ryan Peacock. You probably know Ryan as one half of the Peacock brothers, who are basically wakeboarding royalty. We chat to Ryan about his journey with wakeboarding, and more recently kitesurfing, what keeps him going and why he loves coaching wakeboarding so much. We also talk about his big plans with the new White Mills Wake Park and why it's important to be a jack of all trades. We had so much fun catching up with Ryan and getting to hear his stories. We hope you'll love it too. Enjoy! Hey guys! Hey! Hey Ryan! How's, how's it going? Good! Yeah, good over here. How about yourself? Yeah, not bad. Thanks for always running a little bit late. Just uh, had my first session down at White Mills. Amazing! So, uh, nice. Yeah, it was epic, guys. It was really cool. Yeah. Sorry, uh, sorry it took me so long to... to Pin me down, but we finally made it happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. So how was it yeah, today yeah. then? Tell us about your oh, first it was session. amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. I mean, it's kind of, we've been working so long together on the park and uh, yeah, for the, the aqua park has been set up for a long time and the weight park was really kind of the final installation. And uh, yeah, I, I was super hyped and the rails they've got there and the cable is just, it's perfect really. So yeah, it was, it was so much fun. Amazing. We need to get down there. We do. We haven't. We haven't been there yet. Um, yeah. yeah. We need. We need to come down. I think we're going to come on Saturday. Yes, epic. It's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be a sick day. We've got some live music, DJs. Be. I don't know if you guys. Well, you guys have got a. Uh, you got a kid, right? Yeah. We have. But she, but she can be. Uh, we have a babysitter yeah. for that day. Oh yeah. We've got nice. it planned. Yeah. 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 But what nice, what, what time is it kicking off down there? Because, yeah, I'm interested. So, the, the first, I think the first live music is at three. Like, the cable's going to be spinning from 12. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I think they've got, like, a saxophone player as well coming down from about six, I think. But I'll double-check and I can let you guys yeah. know. Well, we'll, oh. we'll be there from four, I think. So that would be good. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, Ready to get the party started. How's it been going with you guys? How's it been going at the, at the kite school? So you've got a load of new, load of new instructors and stuff. Yeah, well, I'm shattered. I, I just done like a four-hour coaching lesson with this guy, and it was like perfect easterly winds, like really, oh, really nice, good conditions. Man. Nice sunny day. Yeah, perfect. Amazing. Really, really good. And yeah, the schools have been going really well. Business is going good. There's been plenty of wind, plenty of people learning, plenty of instructors out. Yeah, good fun. Yeah, it's been really you nice. Guys, you got a good setup there for the podcast as well. I, I did one. Uh... <laughs> Me and my brother did about eight episodes, I think, during the lockdown, and uh, yeah. I actually loved it. To be fair, it was so fun just talking to people and just having a, you know, a conversation where you're fully engaged with the other person is uh, is really interesting. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, good fun. We love it. I think the hardest part is just booking people. Yeah, it's just getting them in. Yeah, sure. organizing. It's Especially been all we've got like, so, so much bad. going on. You guys are like, oh yeah, can we do it? Can we do it? I was like, yes, I'm so keen to do it. Like, <laughs> I really enjoy doing them, but my schedule, which is, I mean, the past few weeks has been insane, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah so, well, it looks like you've had a hectic summer. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. So what? Yeah, yeah what mean, have you been up to? So, the past, I've just come back from Turkey. Um, I was out there for three weeks doing some coaching camps, and then before that, I was actually. 
in Holland. I was only meant to be there for a few days, but I ended up breaking my hand quite badly. So I ended up having to have a surgery in Holland, delaying my trip to Turkey by a few days. Then whilst I was in Turkey, I had about 26 hours in Germany working on a film project for the German tourism board. So it's just been like, yeah, nonstop craziness, but kind of home for two weeks now. And then, uh, yeah, planning my winter back out to Cape Town. I'll be out there for five months. I'm kind of like the last push of, of, yeah, manicness. And then I can really chill for a bit. So that's good. When do you fly out to Cape Town? uh, I fly on the 3rd of November. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be out there from, from then until end of March. Nice. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, Why are you going to do up there? Time. Uh, so I was there last winter. Um, I actually met my girlfriend. She's from Cape Town. She, uh, she grew up wakeboarding as well, but doesn't ride so much anymore. But, um, yeah, she came over this summer and then I, I do a lot of the filming and photography side of things over there, working with a lot of the kiters and some festivals and stuff. So it's nice to kind of have a little break from the action of wakeboarding and yeah, really kind of practice a bit more of my creative side, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We've noticed you do, you do love that part of it, don't you? Like doing edits and stuff. Absolutely. I mean, I kind of started off, started off with all the filming and stuff about five years ago. It was after my knee injury. I, I had a big knee injury and, uh, it was 13 months out of action and uh, during that time I was just watching loads of YouTube and uh, you know real I mean I've always enjoyed watching movies and stuff and kind of really always appreciated when you can make something look really nice on the camera I remember I bought my first camera I was like oh man big investment I mean I think it was only about 300 pound camera I was like yes this is it this all my footage is going to look so good now and unfortunately that was not the case so it's been a long deep rabbit hole of lots of money and lots of time and uh but now yeah i'm really yeah i love it and just when you can kind of picture something in your head and make it look the exact way that you want it to i really really enjoy that well it definitely shows in the youtube videos i've definitely thanks man i've definitely watched a lot of them recently oh, yeah, amazing. R- really really good really enjoy it yeah really good i, can't watch, I well. can't watch a lot of the old ones now though oh my god <laughs> yeah, i mean uh, the uncut set like cable carnival and then the uncut session i don't know if you guys watched cable carnival that was kind of like yeah. a competition series which i set up and uh that was really kind of the point where i was like before we were doing all these old vlogs and i'm watching that i'm like what the fuck? what were you thinking <laughs> i think it's nice to see how much you've progressed like i have the same being oh, an illustrator 100%. like this stuff i look back on stuff i did five years ago and i'm like oh my god why did you share this and then oh, like but you I know it means stuff, we're progressing it looks really cool oh thanks but you know, yeah. I, I think that means we're getting better. It's it's great. It's good sign yeah, usually. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Oh, you'll probably laugh at my videos then. Mm, I think I take, I'm always <laughs> mocking his videos. I think they're boring. Yeah. But yeah, I'm terrible. But I need I need to get away from the mouth mountain GoPro. And you know get what? Some I other think it is, though, it's like it's being in front of a camera. You know, it's just, it really is just practice. You know, and I mean. One thing which I found, one thing which I really enjoy doing with people is I have these now like wireless microphones. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you just clip those onto some people and after a little while they kind of completely forget they've got them on and that's when you can really capture like the authentic person, you know, because when, when you've got a massive lens or you're staring into a massive lens, you're like, <laughs> yeah. like who, who am I? <laughs> How do I? How can I be myself without like trying to be myself? Oh, it's difficult. 
Yeah, and I think also the difference is Mike does, when I go out and film you or take pictures, I think it's way better than doing it yourself. So it's the same you. It's nice because you go around and you can film the other guys, you can film you. There's there's different points of view, which yeah. I think is important in a good edit, like to have, yeah, you know, a variety of things. And that's why yeah, I'm not you, Mike, because it's just the same point of view of you going up, jumping, going up, jumping, and I just get bored. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I'm your worst critic. It's fine. <laughs> I think yeah, it's quite easy to like, uh, well, easier to film like wakeboarding though, right? Because you can always like go round together with like one person filming, one person uh, wakeboarding. Oh, mate, filming so kiteboarding is literally the worst thing I've ever experienced. <laughs> Just getting constantly blasted by the wind, blasted by the salty air, like your camera mm. fucking hates it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not it's ideal. hard. Not ideal. So, so what episode? Yeah. What episode number is this? You guys have been smashing them out, huh? Fourteen. Uh, Fourteen. We I did think, Carly. Yeah. The last one was Carly Toma. You know Carly? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did see yeah, that. Yeah, she's one, awesome. I, I have not had a chance to listen, but um, yeah. yeah, I followed her when she joined the Mystic team. Yeah, she's badass. Became aware of who she was. So. Well, you'll probably see her in Cape Town. You're definitely going to see her yeah. in Cape Town. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. you will. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's going down there. I mean, all the kiters are going to go down there for King of the Air. Yeah. And yeah, and did you care? So, what's your fa- What's your favorite edit you've done recently? To be honest, for me, I've done I've done a lot over my time. One one of my favorite edits was um, the journey by. Uh, well, it was when me and Liam got our first pro model wakeboard, and I kind of showed like a timeline from when we first started wakeboarding it's got like my first ever laps going around the cable park um and then all the way through to receiving the pro model wakeboard but that one was really kind of like yeah that really was a long time editing um but looking back now i could have done it in a way shorter time period i just did not really know what i was doing but that one for me like definitely touches on the heartstrings because it kind of really shows like you know, we have always just been these young kids just having fun, basically, and, uh, yeah, just spending hours down the lake. And really, that's how we got to where we are. Was, we were nobody special. We were just, like, normal kids, you know. And, uh, yeah, showing that timeline from the beginning through till our first pro model, that one was really good. Um, and then besides that, that Cable Carnival series, which I was talking about, that was probably like the highlight of my wakeboard career for me. I mean, so far, it was just the most fun. And so many of the competitions which happen are so strictly regulated with rules and stuff. Whereas this, we kind of came into it with an approach of like, do you know what? Let's just, anything goes. We're just going to make the riders do crazy challenges. They're not going to have any idea what the challenges are. And if someone on the day just does something crazy, then, you know, there's 100 quid, there's 50 quid. Like, it was really like we're just going to play it as it goes along. And, uh, yeah, that was epic. We really had some perfect conditions for that. One of the events is actually doing um, barefooting on the cable. So we cranked the cable up to about 61 kilometers an hour. And, you like, it really, when you're looking at the cable and it's moving that fast, you think there's no physical way possible that it can be doing that and then next thing you just see this carrier coming into the corner and as soon as it takes you it's just unbelievable speed but um (laughs) yeah that was so much fun and we had a a really good team of guys who've become good friends with the guys at mantis pro media and uh yeah we kind of shot that 
I spent about four months locked away during COVID editing it. And uh, yeah, when I released that series, I was really, really stoked on that. Yeah, it's good fun. I really like uh, looking back on all, all the videos and stuff like that. And for you, it's like really nice as well because you can look back and uh, see see all the stuff that you've progressed through as well. Yeah, and I mean, the thing for me is, uh, you know, everybody says, oh, do you make much money off YouTube? Like, the, the straight-up answer is no. <laughs> if, <laughs> yeah. you're, if you're thinking of quitting your job to pursue YouTube and you don't have already at least 100,000 subscribers, then please don't quit your job, you know, because it really does not pay well. But financially is not worth it but at the same time like just having all of those memories documented i mean my memory is terrible so when i can just like you know sit down on a rainy day and just click on one video and i'm like oh man that was like such good times and everything is is there you know and it's so easily accessible and will just be kind of an archive of good memories for me that is really where i'm so glad i did invest the time and I've not been so so active on the YouTube recently just because I've been really focused on uh, on some other projects which are going on. But yeah, I mean, that, that kind of period of my life was such a turning point, really. Um, just because when we started the YouTube off, that really kick-started our kind of our brand in wakeboarding. And that really kind of made the Peacock Brothers globally known as opposed to just these two guys from the UK, you know. Yeah. I think what you said is it, it doesn't necessarily make money, but you working on that in the background made you better to get to a point where now you can produce things for brands. You know, it, it, it made you work hard on it. It was a good excuse. It's like people that create more content for Instagram or stuff, you know, it makes you better and eventually brands see it and they're like, oh, come do content for me. And that's where you make money, I guess. That's where you oh, can. Oh, 100%. You know? And I mean, even still, like the videography side of things is still just on the sideline. I mean, my main passion is really wakeboarding, you know. Um, and for me, the the business side of the filming is not quite up to speed. I mean, I'm still pretty laid back with that side of things. I'm just like, oh, yeah, so you want a, you want a video? Great. But I know that I could be a bit more active in that. But at the same time, you know, my passion has always been the wakeboarding and it will always be that. So if the clients come to me, then great. Whereas I'm not, I'm not, actively trying to seek out those clients you know yeah it's still nice though because like you got you just got injured you need to tell us more about this but it's nice to know you've got that in case you really you know for a long period of time if you broke a leg or something then or if you locked down oh, in COVID. you'd be in a wheelchair going like wait wait guys i'm filming you wait oh I'm trying to catch <laughs> yeah, up yeah for sure but i mean that is you know at the time with with injuries it can really seem bad at the time you know but for me it's definitely kind of broadened my horizons and just made me realize you know this isn't going to last forever and I think I've seen so many professional wakeboarders kind of you know go from being at the top of their game to then just like now what you know and they really don't have any other skills than being good on the wakeboard so that for me was kind of like right I need a backup plan Um, and with the skills that I have created I can now transfer these into what I'm doing now and I mean yeah over the past few weeks I've been working really hard on um kind of creating a bigger coaching platform um where we myself and Liam can run the camps and like just offer really like in-depth high quality guide 
and like a step-by-step tutorial to get all of the basics dialed in there. That's what I'm really trying to focus on now. And just, yeah, high-quality content is something which I think is absolutely essential, really. Agreed. Coaching is nice I mean, as well. Yeah, you guys, you guys are absolutely smashing it as well. I mean, you mean the Instagram? It's all me. And the photos? <laughs> <laughs> I run yeah, too many the Instagram accounts. Mel, Mel's quite good at the Instagram account. Yeah, yeah it's just well, a habit. It sounds pretty similar to uh, me and Liam. Like, you must be the performer and Melanie's the brains, huh? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm not being yeah. a performer. Well, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Have <laughs> no, you're really good with people. That. Like, it's I'm in the shadows, but I do a lot in the shadows. Yeah. You, you're really good I at mean, being one, with people. One, one, one without the other would not work so well, you know. And I think that's where. I think I could do so it all, good. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe. maybe I'm maybe kidding. No, it's a good, maybe good we team. Are one of the same. You need, you Definitely. need. It's nice to have. It's like you and Liam then. It's great that you've got each other. So how, yeah, how does oh, it work? 100%. Does he do more of the competitions um, and? So to be honest, um, when we first started out, obviously me being the older brother, I was always kind of the better rider. And uh, when I turned eighteen, um, I'd been working. I left school, didn't go to university because all my teachers were like, "Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do?" And I said, "I just want a wakeboard." Like, I know that I'm going to make it work, and I'd been kind of working part time at a trampoline park to just earn a little bit of money, um, and then. When I was 18, I decided that I was going to go out to Australia. Um, and so I went there. I was only in Australia for about three months, I think. I was just working at a cable park, but really kind of networking. And I met a load of the guys from America. And then from there, came back home for a little bit. And then um, when I was 19, I flew out to America on my own and just decided to try and meet with Ronix, our current board sponsor. Um and then, yeah, managed to kind of get on the on the international team with them. Liam then followed. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, we're still heavily competing at that time. And then, obviously, I had my knee injury. And that was kind of the point where I really started to understand the power of good branding. And I was like, right, you know, I've been watching these YouTube videos whilst I'm off the water of just random people eating a McDonald's. Like, we're literally traveling the world just you know experiencing these amazing things why don't we just start filming it um and so yeah i mean i was kind of the one who's kind of set up the the brand and just you know kept backing it up from the wakeboarding but nowadays i mean i'm falling apart honestly my shoulders a bit a bit sore my hand i recently broke knees gone but yeah i still love wakeboarding as much as i did and uh liam is an absolute machine i mean he just won the world championship which was held in the uk actually this year um where he won the traditional and the features so the traditional is just that includes the air tricks or the tricks off the water and the features is obviously just the the rails in the park but yeah for him that's kind of been his lifelong dream to become the world champion and uh he's been pushing really hard for that so yeah it's, it, it is really the perfect balance and uh yeah I, I i love working with liam even though sometimes as brothers it can be a bit difficult when we don't see eye to eye but yeah i think we've done we've done very well especially considering our background of just you know we didn't have much money growing up and just uh yeah as i say we were just young kids having fun and to be where we're at now is really kind of like so such a good feeling we've got the pro model board life jacket like rails ticked off all the boxes is really so yeah i couldn't be more stoked 
That's so cool. But so how did you how did you actually start? How did you just get into wakeboarding? So my granddad actually used to own a boat and once a year we would go um on holiday as a family and my mum and dad used to water ski behind the boat and they heard about this mm -hmm. thing called wakeboarding and so then I was about five years old when my dad first took me out on the wakeboard with him um and then I learned to wakeboard behind the boat on my own and then after that we were just kind of like well I want to wakeboard a bit more and then we found a local cable park um and then from there just kind of kept ticking away kept kept ticking away and uh yeah ended up just sticking with it and breaking yourself yeah oh yeah it's so intense many many times but i would not change any of it for the world you know i think really like what this sport has enabled me to do versus what could have been the path for me like yeah it really is a no-brainer for me i would trade university and a lot of money for for the experiences that i've had any day Oh, 100%. It's the same with me and kite surfing. I mean, even if I do hurt myself, I'm still perfectly happy with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as I say, you know, I, I, I easily had the option to go to university. A lot of kids that I went to school with were just kind of like, I'm going to go to uni because I don't know what else I'm going to do. But I was like, no, I know that I want to do this. I'm not yet sure how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to make it work. And so far, it's been, it's been working. It's been a struggle sometimes, but we can, uh, yeah, we, we, we're getting on with it. It's really cool that your parents, like, trusted you with it. I mean, it probably was a bit tricky on their part as well because if your kid, if you're not in that space and your kid is like, oh, no, no, I just want to wakeboard, they're probably like, can you even make a living doing this? You know, so it's nice that they were like, okay, guys, you do it, but better have results probably. Definitely. I mean, my parents kind of have always had the attitude, like, if you want to do something, then do it, you know. Don't, don't, back out of saying something that you want to do like they've been so supportive the whole time and I think they kind of knew just from seeing how we were when we were young you know even when we were competing they were like look these boys definitely want it badly so I mean there's always a way out you know I mean it, if it didn't work then we could always find something else to do so I think yeah having their support and just their kind of assurance like go for it go for it then that that was really helpful definitely so you've been kite to, um not kite surfing yes I'm, i saw you want to talk I'm about gonna, it, isn't i'm it? gonna edit that bit out <laughs> no um, you won't <laughs> <laughs> so you've been uh wakeboarding for a while now what keeps it fresh for you um to be honest i think the the new rails which are being designed and and built for the wake parks it really has now back in the day it used to be very simple rails whereas now i mean the, the possibilities of what you can do in the wake park is just endless i mean you've got the air tricks the kickers like i definitely specialize more on the rails it's a bit bit more low impact but you can really sort of get technical and that's where i kind of enjoy wakeboarding the most is just okay i, I take a little look at how everybody's riding around the park and then i think right what they do and what they do and how can I do it differently and then you know just sat back some little idea pops into my head can it work we'll see go try it and then yeah that's what keeps it fresh and really just you know pushing yourself out of your comfort zone I can't stress that enough and I say that to anybody that I coach as well is like look nothing is going to feel nice the first time that you try it like 
you just got you just got to try it you know get the first one done that's always the scariest and then after you've completed it or you've, you've made it happen that's when you get the real buzz you know and i think if you just sit there and just keep doing everything that you're comfortable with it's just not going to be enjoyable i mean it will be enjoyable but you're not going to get that same like oh i'm pumped you know so i think for me it's really kind of like it doesn't have to be massive tricks because my body can't really take the massive tricks anymore but <laughs> the small like just changing things up a little bit then yeah it's enough to it's enough to get the the heart rate pumping a bit the adrenaline flowing and uh yeah i see what you mean about some of those features though because i think one of them on your video i was watching it's like a little kicker to a rail into like an elevated pool and then out into another rail and you got like a transfer across to another one it's it's madness. I would die if I did that. I would <laughs> yeah. die. You know, you know, you, you said try it once. I will try it once and die. But and you then start off there's with no a small point. One. No, but yeah, I did love it. We did a little bit in Cape Town when we were in Cape Town a few years ago, and the first time I wakeboarded was like one sided down, so I was slightly tipsy at like sunset behind a boat. And it was driving. the best. <laughs> and I think it made me better. I was there. It made me better because I was yeah. slightly tipsy, so I didn't feel as self conscious or as like. I was just feeling more free and I actually did really well. And it was on a kiteboard with just straps as well. It was not like wakeboarding. Still, it's wakeboarding. It counts. It counts. But anyway, so yeah. But that sounds sounds amazing. You're yet to do a cable as well, aren't you? Yes, I've never tried that. It looks scary. That's not scary. You can go on a slower speed and mm. go for that. Yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah. just go I'll try on speed. Saturday. Right, come down. Yeah, come down I will Saturday. try for sure. I'll be there. We'll get you up on the water, get you going around. Nice and easy. Oh, Which friend, foot forward are you? I'm, you, I'm goofy. I'm goofy. Really oh, she knows. What are you? I'm goofy, yeah. Why, yeah. why are you right, regular? Then you're, then you're, then you're, the, you're the safe foot forward. I'm regular. So, but the, because of the way that the cable goes around... Um, if you're regular, it's, you're actually at a, a big disadvantage because to get to the corners, you have to go on your toe side edge. Um, and if you take the corners wrong as a beginner, you can get slammed when you're, yeah. when you're riding regular. Ooh. Whereas when, you, when you're Ooh. goofy, I'm lucky you're going to be fine. Yeah. Well, I ride switch because I'm a kite surfer anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, you're, you're right then. We'll be but fine. I'm sure your I'm sure your switch toe side will probably be a spectacle to behold. <laughs> I will film it and That's share it. That's what is so yeah. funny for me because when I when I went out to Cape Town last year, um, I was just riding a lot with the with the kiters out there, and I was doing like obviously some toe side riding, but then I was riding with Jet Bradshaw, and I was doing like switch toe side as well. He's like, "How do you do that? How do you do that?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "My switch toe side is just so like." on lock you know because i need to use it so much in cable riding but yeah. in kiting is something that you never ever would have to do you know switch toe side riding would just be like oh is that when you like basically. flip into like blind Cause... no so i mean even let's say let's say i'm riding to the left yeah and i do like a 180 and then i just keep going that way but like we do yeah toes. yeah we do ah. it sometimes but yeah it's not as used as it would be in wakeboarding so yeah yeah, yeah. but that's yeah. definitely an advantage you you had like when learning kiting to have done yeah. wakeboarding with the board yeah just figuring out the kite it's another story but yeah yeah and that's the thing which blows my mind about kiteboarding especially for you guys as coaches you know you must get a lot of people who have never even ridden on a board like i can't imagine 
never riding the board and having the kite like that must just be so overwhelming it was overwhelming for me when i just had to fly the kite like i knew that my board skills were there but yeah the kite oh my god that's a different story it's all about building the muscle memory you know starting at one one point and little baby steps getting them good at flying the kite first once they're comfortable yeah. with that, then you can start introducing Yeah, the but board. it is overwhelming. No matter, I remember when I learned, oh, it is, yeah. I was like, how am I supposed to wait, put the kite this way and work it, and then my feet are on this board and we're going there. Like, it's so many things to think about at the same time. You're like, yeah. how am I going to do this? And yeah, eventually, but you still have to learn while being like, what's happening? Yeah. So yeah. That's yeah. why it's so good to like practice like on a cable or something like that, get your board mm. starts good, get your board skills like okay-ish and then once you do come over to like try and kite in it's so much easier yeah so much easier skateboarders are, For sure. are good as well like anyone that's been on but or snowboarders just riding or, sideways yeah, people yeah. that have been on, on board. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Surfers. Ride, you should ride sideways everybody should ride sideways at least a little bit <laughs> like, a <crab>. like. <laughs> like a crab yeah <laughs> so how much winching have you done um to be honest not a whole lot um it is a very, very difficult feeling to explain. Well, yeah, yeah, we need to talk about UK, this because what is it? I don't even know what it is. Mel doesn't know what winching is. Winching is basically where um, you are pulled by like a pulley system. It's almost like a nowadays they're, they're much more electric winches. So you've got a small box and you just go to, you can take it anywhere basically. And you can just, if you see a bit of water with like a cool drop down or like some like something a puddle. that you could hit on your wakeboard. Yeah. Um, you can set the winch up and you can ride it, but it really is so different to the cable. Um, and that's why when I was out in Holland, I really kind of came unstuck because we, we were out there for the Mystic photo shoot. And uh, yeah, as I say, my winching experience is little to none. And uh, that's how I ended up breaking my hand, took a nasty fall. My finger got caught in this like metal grate and just broke my hand. But, um, no, that sounds nasty. Yeah, yeah, it was not ideal, but you know it's part of the game just gotta get a little bit better i think <laughs> so why is it so different the winch because it's like pulling from low down and a different sort of yeah yeah it's pulling from low down and also like with the cable you've got a very kind of fixed point and you can you can after time you know exactly how the cable is gonna behave and react to your movement so with the winch when it's obviously you're getting pulled from different positions or you might be getting pulled in a completely straight line towards something which is very at the cable you're kind of always on an angle you're always like it's a balancing act between having enough momentum taking you to one side and the cable pulling you back in um whereas with the winch it can be a lot more difficult trying to line up with something and also you've got several different dangerous features around i mean you know the, the only one safe thing really is the water and even sometimes that is maybe only a few inches deep so the yeah. margin for error is minimal and when it goes wrong it's not pretty so we're wondering if you prefer being be like on a cable or like behind a boat do you say on a cable that's me not being yeah, a wakeboarder yeah. <laughs> no, 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 you know no, what no, i mean no. yeah <laughs> um for me definitely is behind the cable to be honest that is kind of where i've spent the most time and that for me is like the cable side of things is so much more social because you can ride with friends at the same time when you're behind the boat it's just kind of yourself riding you might have people in the boat but it's probably only maximum four or five people in the boat whereas with the cable you know you can have 
when I was younger, we had probably had a group of about 20 friends who would just come down every day. And it's like, right, you try, if you fall off there, I'm going to try something as well. Whereas on the boat, it's kind of like just you alone and you've got yeah. to really be the one to kind of motivate yourself to try new tricks. Whereas on the cable, it's kind of like, right, let's go for a session. It's like, Liam, okay, let's go. You do, you ride in front of me. I'm going to copy everything that you do. And then I'll ride in front of you and I copy and you copy everything that I do. And it's such a great way to learn with, with other people. And we found that from very young on, like our friendship group, it would be like, okay, we'd all kind of get up to speed and we could all do what each other could do. And then one person would learn a new trick. And then by the end of the day, like everybody else has got it, you know? So I would really put my progression down to just riding with friends and being able to, to learn from one another, you know? Yeah, that's what we were talking about. I think maybe with Jet, we we had him on the podcast too, you know. And uh, we were talking about how he feels like he progresses quite a lot more when he's riding with other people as well. And that's what I was wondering with Liam as well, because you grew up together doing it. Do you feel like he made you better to just kind of not, like gently compete with each other? Oh, definitely. I mean, for obviously when when you're young, and you hit that point where all of a sudden you gain a lot of muscle and you gain a lot of strength and you can really kind of take off with it. So for me, being the big brother for a good few years, I was always the better rider, you know. But then as soon as he started to, to gain some muscle, and I don't know if you guys have seen Liam, but he's an absolute beast. Like, we're brothers, but genetically we're so different. He's just an absolute unit, whereas I'm a lot like more tall and skinny. Um, but for a long time, it was very much like, I'm the older brother, I need to be better. So if he would learn something, then I would just be like, right, I'm not leaving till I've done this, or I'm not leaving till I've won up this. So that kind of like healthy competition really did help progression for sure. Well, that's the good thing about being a younger brother. They learn from your mistakes. I, yeah, I learned that exactly. from my brother. I've got an yeah. older brother. I always, uh, always learn from whatever he did wrong. <laughs> yeah and you can just say right don't don't do it like that because it doesn't work but that's the thing i think even like with, with any sport you know and, and look at kiting now for example i mean keel was the first guy to do the double loop and he's learned it and then straight away everybody else is doing it you know it just takes one person to show that it's possible and then everybody else can do it and then that is passed down to the younger generations i mean i've seen that um luca what's it, luca ceruti he's now yeah. doing double loops and i'm sure there's going to be kids this year even younger who are doing that so it really is just like it takes kind of the older generation to learn something and then you know they just teach it to the younger ones and tell them what not to do and i think that is how their sports will always keep progressing it's just the older riders push it then they teach the younger ones and then that becomes the norm you know and then I'm sure kind of two, three years down the line, if you're not doing double loops, then just get out, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I do feel like there's also the thing where younger people tend to be a bit crazier as well. Like, you know, your level of, oh, uh, no, yeah, your, no like, fear. your fear levels yeah. are just so like, you don't care. You're just going to go for it. And then you get towards all age and you're like, I mean, you're younger than us, but towards all age. And we're like, Mm, am I going to break a leg doing this? And then you don't, I don't know, something switches in your brain. Mm. So also being young, you just go for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I mean, you are you are really made of rubber when you're young. Like I think back mm. to some of the things that I did when I was a kid, I was like, Jesus, what was I thinking? Like I would not even think about going for that now. But yeah, it, things just 
you know, yeah, they hurt, they hurt a bit more when you're younger, but at the same time you can take those slams and you can just kind of, you don't have the fear, as you say, and now if you, if you have a bad injury, you're like, oh, I don't want to do that again. Or until you've kind of, until you kind of hit that point, then you're invincible, at least in your head, you know? Yeah, as soon as you get like an injury and you have a year out or something like that, yeah, it really does become a mental block for sure. Mm-hmm. Really does. But yeah, good Definitely. thing about being young. We're not. Bouncing off. Yeah. We'll never be young again. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll just live live through River and see what she does and be like, go, go do all the sports and be fearless. So you, you said about Hill. Um, have you looked at Lorenzo and Andrea Principi? Yeah, yeah, they're insane, man. Damn. I mean, yeah. as I said, my my kiteboard knowledge is still quite limited. A lot of the tricks still just look the same to me. But yeah, those guys really look like they are pushing it. And uh, where, where they they've been out in Tarifa recently, huh? Yeah, they have. I don't know where they are. They're just probably gonna go to Cape Town very soon as well. No, I they mean, I be. can't even I can't even fathom. Like the funny thing for me is. The whole time when I was younger, wakeboarding, I would just watch kiting and be like, "That just looks a bit, looks a bit shit, doesn't it?" And now, now that I've actually tried it, I'm like, "Oh my god!" It's like a newfound respect, you know. Even when they're when they're doing the King of the Air interview, they're like, "Yeah, I'm really hoping for 40 knots." I did one 40 knot session. I think I was out there for about 10 minutes. I was like, "Get me in now!" <laughs> I'm not. I'm not staying out in this. Like this is scary. I can't even control myself here. I lose the if I lose the board, that's it. The board is gone. What what uh, size kite was you on? Um, I think I was on. What, what was I riding? I think I was on an eight meter carve. It wasn't even like a. It wasn't even like a proper jumping kite. I'm pretty sure a carve is strapless kite. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's a... pretty much like every, everybody's like, oh, what size kite were you on? But basically, I was just borrowing the. Uh, Graham from Dirty Habits, one of his kites. So yeah. any session was just on that eight meter calm. So it was really kind of. Oh, if it was well, a forty knot Cape Town day, then that's yeah, that's uh, strong, stronger than most days here, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was was insane. Really, <laughs> too much for me at that point. <laughs> but how is that going then? Kiting? Are you into it? Oh, I love it. You know, it's really like so fun for me to start something completely from the beginning and uh yeah i mean i think when i first started obviously i i first tried it in cape town about two years ago um when i first went out there and was kind of introduced to the mystic kiteboard team and uh unfortunately just kind of had that mentality and also them all pushing me just being like yeah send the back roll send the back roll and so when i kind of came to the realization that i don't have to go full send every session like i need to just understand the kite first that's when i started to really have fun rather than just getting absolutely pummeled every session but <laughs> yeah now now that i'm really kind of like taking it a bit more steady like okay let's just learn the basics first before i go and try and kite loop or something then yeah now now it's really fun and i've got a few few little tricks got some unhooked tricks going i'm definitely looking to learn a, a kite loop this year so that should be interesting, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. When was the last session? The last session was, I think I went for one in Lithuania when I was out there, uh, but that was a very like chilled, quite shallow spot, so it was pretty easy for me if I went down. Um, but before that was, I went to one. Um, do you know Chris Bull down in uh, Island? Oh, yeah. 
yeah yeah so i had one session there as well which was which was pretty fun um but i need to i need to figure out the down loop to be honest because every time that i jump the kite just seems to stall and i just drop and i just can't quite figure out how to get ah we'll we'll talk about that saturday (laughs) yeah perfect i'll show you some diagrams yes please all right we'll do some uh some intense visualization Yes. Some diagrams, <laughs> and we'll, we'll get some heli loops. He together. likes doing little drawings. <laughs> it's I good, tried, I tried one, actually, but I think I just pulled it a bit too slow, and I just got completely sent. It was not the nice, soft landing that I was looking for. It was much more of a, <laughs> I'm coming in very hot to the water. So what sort of height are you getting now? It's not all in about height, and... Michael. It's, it's about, it's about style. <laughs> Such in my a guy's head, question. at least ten meters, but from other people's perspective, <laughs> they've said about three or four. But... <laughs> it's always like that. It's always like that. Yeah. That's how it starts. Um, yeah, I need to. I need to get one of those woos on my kiteboard. To be honest, that would that would give me some factual information. Yeah, or, or you can just take your phone. Probably. You, yeah, can, you can just take oh. your phone and uh, see. So you got like the surfer app these days, and you just oh, yeah. use like a like a phone pouch. Put it in your yeah. wetsuit. Put the put the surfer app on, and it's just just like woo, where you, it measures your jump height, sort of yeah. tracks your GPS on the session, and it's all free. Nice. Yeah, it's really really good. Oh, amazing. Yeah, we actually tried to break into wakeboarding for a little time, but I just don't think it worked really. I think people don't people don't care as much about how high they're going in wakeboarding as they're doing kiteboarding. No, definitely not. It's all it's all about like the tricks and everything. Like. Size size doesn't always matter. Exactly. It does. That's what we're saying. <laughs> but um do you feel do you feel like you're more attracted to freestyle than in kiteboarding or big air? Were you you know, what discipline I are you more into? I would love to get into the strapless to be honest, just because I really I I like surfing but I hate the paddling. So if I could if I could <laughs> just get pulled into a nice wave and be able to ride that, that for me and I like watching the uh, the the wave riding the most. I think I would not. I've done enough air tricks in my time to kind of be like, nah, it doesn't doesn't bother me. Especially wearing boots on a kiteboard, that that kind of mm. scares me. But just the the strapless looks really fun. Looks like you can get some uh, some nice enjoyable things going. Yeah, slowly, you know. Yeah, that's all I did when we were in Cape Town. I was only doing strapless because I feel like it's such it's the best place to get yeah, really we, good at it. We don't get waves here very yeah. much, so you know. when yeah. we were there, we were like, we need to like learn strapless. Or you were or still jumping though. You were still being on. Yeah, you I was didn't doing do a bit that much strapless. Yeah. But then I did lose my 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 board. That's why I was doing strapless. I guess. Do you do you have a leash on when you ride strapless or no? No. no. It's no. a, some some people do. Yeah, but it's such a bad idea because it's so easy to get it. On your head, I don't know. Like, yeah, you, just, you don't want so, it touch Some to people you. do that are right, that are good, and they're riding like massive waves. Are you saying that I'm just not good? In case. You're good, um, <laughs> but I mean, it's easy enough to just body drag in and, and get your board yeah. anyway. It's part of the fun. Yeah, see, that's 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 my problem. I'm not so good at the body dragging. Oh, I can and do people... some more diagrams for you. Don't worry. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna come down with your whole. We're gonna whole be body dragging with a cable. Watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I love body dragging. It's like so Mel, Mel's a G at the body drag. Yeah, I think it's because of Cape Town. Because in Cape Town, you've got such huge waves that when you lose your board, you go be so fast at body dragging. Otherwise, yeah. you get smashed. No, it's not that. 
It's because it? Mel was really good at, on a goofy stance when she was learning. So she'd just ride forever to her, her right. And then she was rubbish at going left, so she'd body drag with was the it? board. Going towards the left. <laughs> when did I ever do so that? You'd go upwind. I don't yeah. remember that. I, I remember you used to do that, yeah. Anyway. Until she learned to go the other way. <laughs> that probably was for one day. So tell, tell us about your unhooked pr- progression then. How, how's that been going? You said you've had a go at it. Um, yeah, I was actually, I was, I was with um, Ozzy Smith one day and I was like, right, Ozzy, tomorrow I'm going for an unhooked session. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back. I will have learned a Rayleigh and back roll at least. And uh, yeah, it was kind of the one session where I was like, right, just was on the beach, unhooked, kind of flew the kite a little bit. I was like, yeah, I definitely got it. Um, but then the first few unhooked Rayleighs that I tried, the kite was just way too low. Um, and then when I realized actually I can just move the kite up a little bit, then I was like, oh, this is easy. I'm flying. Um, and so, yeah, I had that one session and then learned Rayleigh, switch Rayleigh, back roll and switch back roll. And then uh, went for one more session afterwards and uh, actually put the, how do you, I put the can hook on wrong because you're meant to do it differently to normal, aren't you? Yeah, and uh, it just yeah that was the second the session after that was on the the main kite beach in Cape Town and uh, it was, I was using my friend's kite and I just went for the Rayleigh and then the kite crashed and the next thing I know it's just like I was in a whole world of trouble just kite would not stop pulling me <laughs> and I was like I couldn't oh, no. figure out what I'd done wrong um, yeah won't make that mistake again so what did you do wrong you clip you clip your leash in wrong. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm I, as I say, I've not been kiting in a little while. Someone's definitely going to have to talk me through it again. Maybe you can bring a diagram for me, mate. I'll bring some bars <laughs> down. We'll have a play around. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get a couple of so leashes maybe can, out. Maybe we can actually let's let's hook a kite bar up to the uh, to the cable carrier. That's ideal. <laughs> <laughs> no, Get but, um, yeah. I just I just did something wrong with the with the leash, and yeah, was was not a good outcome. That's for sure. Yeah. Sounds um a bit intense. But that's the thing. That's the thing which I, like I really enjoy kiting, but it is a mission when it goes wrong. Like when you far out and the kite goes wrong, and I'm just like I still to this day don't know how to do a self rescue. To be honest, which I probably should learn. Another diagram. diagram for that. Yeah, probably <laughs> it'll make one for you. No, that that one. We need to do a video of experience. it. You know, got, yeah, we should make a, video, make a video, of video of it. I'm still really bad at it, so. So, you know. I've done so many self-rescue demonstrations in my life. <laughs> it feels like second nature. But yeah, you yeah. definitely, definitely need to have a go at that, or at least come out and uh, and sort of just just practice it. So if you come in from like a yeah. light wind session, just pull your quick release and just have a practice of it. Because yeah. when you need to use it, you're gonna you're gonna need it. You know, what I mean, if you like hurt yourself, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Or if you're far out at sea and you need to use the kite as a sail to get in, you're going to need to know. That's it just mythology, though. I mean, who's ever done that? I've never seen anyone I've use done the it. kite. I've done it over like a mile, you know. Yeah. We got we got stuck out at sea on a damn window and the, and the wind completely died. There was probably around six knots left, so we wound our lines in, we got into a kite, used it as a sail. and uh, I in. definitely have been in a situation where knowing how to self-rescue would have been really good i also had a session where the wind just completely died and then it was like i was in very shallow water but the the 
surface underneath the water was just super sharp rocks and i ended up having to walk so far back my feet were cut to shreds so yeah definitely should uh definitely should learn that one yep well i don't mind showing you if you if you want to come down on, on the Saturday. beach any time yeah Please. Ma- maybe diagrams won't help that one no that one's experience huh yeah 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 and it's only i think mainly you learn you learn mainly from things going wrong and, and then actually dealing with it yeah, because yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, it's the, the best way to learn. Some that is unfortunately baptism by fire. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta do it, and then you figure it out quickly. So, what's next for your kite surfing journey? You said kite loops. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we'd like to keep progressing. I don't really know what else I can uh, can learn. It's very difficult for me because right now I'm still. I can only do tricks with one hand on the bar because with wakeboarding you know it really doesn't matter if you pull one side or the other and i'm so used to just like completely loading up the cable and just like releasing and my hands just i don't know they do their own thing so anytime that i try and have two hands on the bar i just get yeah absolutely sent so probably just refine the skills that i've got now learn to heli loop learn a kite loop that one would be that's my kind of main goal i'm just going to try and get that one ticked off straight away and then, and then strapless yeah, and strapless yeah maybe maybe some strapless would like to learn some double back crawls and uh yeah have you thought about yeah, trying any yeah. foiling have you tried any foiling before i have yeah um i've done some foiling behind the boat also done a little bit of foiling on the cable um but is a very very strange feeling for me i mean the bal like the balance has got to be so on point and that is so impressive. I mean, the wing foiling, I, I love watching it because it's just like, man, that must be so difficult. Um, but I'm definitely down to give it a try. I just need a nice light wind day. And I guess it's kind of all right with the kite because you're always kind of being pulled up, you know. Um, whereas when you when I've tried it on the boat or on the cable, it's very much like all of your weight is on top of the board. So you make one wrong move, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah. I don't know, when I see the guys turning on the foils of the kite and they do a little sex change, nice carve round, that just seems like it's a bit bit too much for me <laughs> at the moment. But who knows, we'll give it a try. I think it's quite easy, do you know, with the wing? Because I've, I've started learning that recently. And I feel, I feel like with the setup with the wing where you can just sort of like stand on the board where it's like got a good like litre ridge, you've got like a big wing underneath there as well. Uh-huh. I think it's quite easy to sort of get used to it from that as long as you've got like enough wind. That's, that's quite yeah. a fun way of learning it. Uh, and another, another thing for me is like just I've barely touched the surface of wind sports. So like actually understanding how to position the kite or the wing or I mean, I tried I tried windsurfing once, and that was just, yeah, no go. I mean, it is very, like, it's such a strange concept for me to get my head around. I obviously understand which direction the wind is going in, but where to actually position these things is still still coming to me. Yeah, windsurfing is quite difficult, actually. I, I found it quite difficult anyway. But I'm, yeah, I was, maybe I was I'm just running when I tried it, and I could, I, every time I would just even try and pick up the sail, I just end up falling straight over the back. Yeah, it is, it is hard. I think to get good at windsurfing, yeah, it's quite difficult. Yeah, I feel like kite surfing is easier. Maybe because it's easier to move the canopy in the air and get the wind in. Because yeah. you were saying, like, I think when I learned kite surfing, it was the same thing. I was like, wait, so the wind... But even nowadays, I'd be like, uh, so what's the wind ocean? Okay, I don't even... 
think about where the kite is. I just know where to go because I've got muscle memory and then you just feel it. But if I had, when I have to explain when I like have lessons and as well, I prefer when you teach because you're really good at explaining things. I'm like, so you just put it there, I guess, because that's, you know, <laughs> can you feel it? You know, it's more of a feeling thing. Yeah. But that depends how you learn. Some people are really good at understanding like the physics and some people are just good at doing it and yeah. getting a feel for it and then be like, oh yeah, I get this is right, my body in this way. And it's probably the same with wakeboarding. Yeah. For like body yeah. position and doing stuff. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I'm excited for Saturday. It looks amazing, this part, this new part. I'm so excited that this is happening just next to us. Like we're really psyched about White Mills, aren't we? Right. It's yeah, so cool. it's really cool, actually. I mean, for, for a long time, the UK has kind of, I mean, there was, back in the day, the UK wakeboard scene was massive. I mean, anytime there was a world championships on or Europeans, like UK team would always go out and dominate. And then after that kind of like generation of riders dropped off, the, the wake parks, I don't know, something is just kind of like, not, it's not that it hasn't been working, but um yeah, Wayne and James that have set up this cable park have really kind of, they are passionate about wakeboarding. They don't really ride that much themselves, but they've kind of come from a very water sports background. And uh, yeah, they, we, we've got a good relationship. And I kind of said to them from, from the get-go, like, look, you know, if you need any help with it, then, you know, please feel free to, to get me on board and get the rest of the gang on board. And uh, yeah, it is definitely like, around the world now there's a lot of these kind of mega parks i'd call them where they've got accommodation on the site they've got a nice restaurant and the cable is just like insane and really like i mean the restaurant there i just had dinner there and it was the food is insane the park like the rails there are really good and it's just a genuinely nice facility to spend your time at you know so i think it's really moving forward going to be where i'm based and i would like to kind of set up a good coaching school there to really try and bring through like the next generation of those uk riders who are going to be going out to the worlds and the europeans and really kind of pushing the uk side of wakeboarding again mm. so what age can we drop river off is is two okay is that too young do we need to wait <laughs> I mean, yeah yeah no i'm kidding At least three i'd say <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> to be fair i don't know if i want her to get really into skateboarding because what we're saying about how hard it is on the body Obviously, if she was suddenly very passionate about it, yeah. But all these sports, is, I'd rather if she was like, no, I want to be a freediver. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you do that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the th I mean, obviously, I don't have any kids. At least I hope not. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> um, it's really kind of, you know, I think you've got to let them find their own way and yeah. let them find their own interests. If, if you've got a parent, and I see it a lot, especially with, with some of the parents that, of the kids that I coach is really kind of like, you know, the kids are are in this for the wrong reason. Like they're not, they're not riding because they enjoy it. They're riding because the parent wants them to do it. And mm. I think that is such a wrong motivation for oh, them. Yeah, and, for sure. You know, I've had a few times I've kind of had to say like, like, I'm sorry, but can you just, you know, take a step back? I'm, I'm the one coaching them now or that, or just, you know, I've had a few times I've had to say to the parent, like, look, just let them have fun. You know, they're really not at that, point yet where they need to be getting these regular coaching sessions and you know to the point where I'm kind of turning down business but I like to think it's more for the welfare of the child you know because in my mind it's just 
you know, at that stage, they've just got to be having fun. And as long as they're enjoying it, then that is how they're going to get to that stage where they really want it. You know, if they're constantly being pushed to do it, then it's it's the wrong reasons. Yeah, they're not going to enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, and kids never want to do, you know, they don't want to be pushed. They might not say it, yeah. but like you said, they want to have their heart in it. And then they just, they might hurt themselves. They might be unhappy. You know, yeah, it's not what you want. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's just about, you know, showing them or letting them be able to try things if that makes sense and then see what they're into and like just being like yeah go towards that if you prefer that definitely i mean i mean of all the of all the things which i've tried in my life i'm glad that my uh i I did like french lessons when i was like five (laughs) years old i played the flute for several years i used to do trampolining like all sorts um but I think that's the thing, you know. You just gotta, you just gotta try everything that you can and see, see what you really like. Yeah, see what sticks. Yeah, I tried everything when I was a kid, but I think I just couldn't stick to one thing. I was really bad. I think my parents got really annoyed <laughs> with me. So literally trying like, what was it like archery, and then it would be like fencing, and then it'll be like weird dance, and then stuff, and I'd be like, no. I think most kids are like that, you know. Like, Is it? I like feel like some kids were neighbors. doing dance for six years, and I was. Our like, next door neighbors' kids do like a hundred different activities. No, but like, I think they're, they're sticking all... to it though. Oh, I don't know. I didn't stick to anything. It was like six months of something, and then I was like, no, I'm bored of that. And then that must be so expensive, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a kid, and they're like, right, I want to do this. And I sign him up for something, and the next thing, like, like, I don't want to do that anymore. anymore. I'll be like, yeah, I, I didn't think about that. Saxophone. You're gonna do it. You're gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Least, yeah. But let's see this out. That's so funny. No, they, did they do that? I can't remember if they did. But yeah, they got annoyed with me quite a bit, probably. I can uh, see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what future projects are you working on at the minute? I know you mentioned it earlier. Yeah, so um, as I say, the, the past kind of few weeks I've really been just working quite heavily on a new website for myself and Liam. And um, over the past two years, we've been doing a lot more of the coaching side of things and found that that is something that we both are really passionate about and just kind of sharing the knowledge for people because I think that is kind of what, wakeboarding is lacking is like a good structured program at least in the uk but i've seen in a lot of other countries they've got lithuania especially they've got a very well structured coaching program and yeah for me i would like to really try and bring that over to the uk and just have like a nice you know this kind of is the path that you need to take in order to get good at wakeboarding so as far as the riding things i just want to keep pushing myself um this winch I'm definitely going to get back in the gym, like really make sure that my body is nice and strong for next season so I can still be pushing on the riding side of things. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a man of, of, of many, many different talents, I would like to say. So who knows? Who knows what the future may bring? Um, I would like to run another cable carnival again. And yeah, just, just keep pushing on all areas, I guess. It's a manic manic schedule which i've got every year but i i love it really i can't sit around and do nothing i've always got to be chipping away at something or or another so yeah we'll we'll, we'll see where it all goes so but you said you were going to be at white mills a bit more to coach there yeah definitely um this is as i say probably going to be the best park in the uk so i'm quite hands-on with the uh with the media side of, of here and uh yeah definitely want to be more involved in the coaching here and uh yeah just really try and get the p- 
people that ride at this park and even people who don't ride at this park, you know, to come down and just learn in a nice, safe manner, but in a way which is really going to be of value to them as opposed to just them kind of like coming down and just being like, oh, you know, just try whatever. So really kind of, you know, it's, it's a good feeling for me when you can teach other people and when you can really see that stoke that they get from that because it's, it's very rare now that I land a new big trick but whether it's getting someone off the dock for the first time or maybe even you know landing their first 180 off the kicker when I see that they've put in work for it and when I see that they're like visibly stoked about it then that's where I get a real buzz from so you know definitely going to be pushing a lot more of that side of things and uh yeah just sharing you know it's not you could be the best rider in the world but if you're not a nice guy then what what's the point really Sharon is caring. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I know what you mean about the coaching thing, like see, seeing people like land things or or even just like getting up and riding for the first time is definitely a cool thing. And then see, seeing people riding like years later and seeing how much they've progressed and like, you know, be, being a part of that progression is always like a really nice thing. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good program. So you're going to be there for the winter or and next summer, or you're still going to travel a lot? Oh, he's going to Cape Town. Yeah, I'm going to be. I'm going to be. Yeah, but he also said he was going to be in White Mills a lot. So I'm just making sure when he can coach me. Okay, (laughs) I'm thinking about. You know, I can see myself doing one like 180s off this thing already. I don't even know where the dock is and uh, all these things, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be in Cape Town for the winter. um, Yeah. Then I'll be home um, towards the end of March. I'm going to be home for a few days and then another three weeks in turkey and then i'm going to try and base myself here for majority the of the summer, summer. there'll definitely be a few events which i have to kind of go away for or mm. a few weeks here and there but um yeah i'd like to try and be you know that's the difficult side of things when you're kind of you've got to travel so much it's very difficult to get into a routine or to set up something regular which is kind of essential really but yeah i mean as i say we'd just like to really try and get this dialed in and maybe maybe hire a few coaches which i trust to be able to coach to a high enough standard that i can just trust them to be like right you can kind of run the show whilst i'm away and just keep that ticking over you know mm-hmm. and it's nice that you don't depend on the wind eh see that's a good that white mills great business idea it's just it's a much better business yeah idea. <laughs> than just a kiteboarding yeah. school depending on the wind and the rain and all the bits yeah, yeah, it's going to be such a good summer next summer. It's going to be amazing for White Mill. Definitely. Yeah, I'm Can't looking wait. forward to coming down. Yeah, breaking your ankle even more. Well, that's the good thing about no. wakeboarding. You can just strap yourself into those boots. Mm. What's the most likely to get hurt? Is it the knees? My knees are really bad. Is that what gets, not hurt yeah. her, but your like face. just <laughs> my face. I mean, yeah. That's fine. Knees. I don't care. Knees, shoulders, hips. Ribs, face, and head. I mean, ah, good, good. Really. so your toes are fine. Yeah, head, yeah, shoulders, knees, and toes. Usually, all right. <laughs> yeah, our yeah, friend went there recently, and she hurt her ankle. Yeah, right? she, she, she uh, didn't do her boots she broke up. Some she ligaments said. in her ankle. She didn't do her boots up enough. Oh no! So now, now she's um, in a wheelchair. In, in like a wheelchair and a cast. No, from her first a cast? session sure on the cable there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a cast cast, but it's like one yeah, of those, you know, those plastic yeah, the things. That's, yeah, the boot things, that's it. Yeah. <sighs> She'll be all right. She'll be all right. She'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> Hopefully I don't break anything on Saturday. 
you guys will be fine. Don't yeah. Worry. A couple of pints in. Yeah, exactly. Get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing will happen yeah. before you get drunk. Well, that's your only wakeboarding experiences is after. I wasn't year. drunk. I was tipsy and it was like dusk. It was d- dusk is sunset, right? Or is it dawn? It was sunset. Dusk, yeah. yeah. No, but it was all like, so it wasn't really light and you're a bit tipsy. It's all very crazy experience. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure it'll be when I saw daylight at a park. Yeah. I'm just worried about all the bits in the water that you can just slam onto. Just don't go near them. It's fine. Oh, so you don't have to go. No. I'm sorry, I'm very bad with this. The good thing is you can let go and you will stop. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but you have to let go. It's a bit like, you know, you've probably skied or snowboard before, right? Okay, you remember when you, because I used to ski a lot when I was a kid, and you know you take the bits that you put underneath your bum to go up. The poles? Yeah, like, I don't know how it's called, but it's with, yeah, yeah. And I swear, even when you know if you... if you let go, you will stop, although you might fall anyway. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't, and you just stay tight to it, and you're, like, kind of being yeah, some dragged. People, some people just got the death grip instinct. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, you, can't be, you can't be coming into it having that, I'm afraid. It's the same Sticking with Kyle. <laughs> no, I'll be fine. But, yeah. yeah, if I don't have to go on the... So you can go next to the ramps. That's how yeah, little I know. you don't have to fly over the ramps okay. and yeah, hit yeah. the rails on your first go. <laughs> Cool, that'll be a baptism. A sight to behold as well. Yeah. Oh, you gotta hit every kicker on the way round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will do it, challenge accepting. That was basically <laughs> that was basically me when I went out today, and let me tell you this park really gets the cardio going. Three yeah. laps of just feature after feature and I was done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be nice to see you in person as well. Um, Definitely. And and chat. You've met him in person. I know. Again, I said again. Again. Oh, See, sorry. It's all in the little details. <laughs> sorry, Mel. It's fine. I accept your apology. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for coming on. I'm excited we finally no made worries, it work guys. after all the nagging from all part. Yes. No, no, no. I, we we were always going to make it happen. I was just like, yes, we'll do it. We'll do it. But it just things kept popping up. Yeah, you were so like, busy. Yeah, now, no, I finally got one evening, so yeah, I'm stoked that we can make it happen and uh, nice to chat with you guys. Yeah, thank Definitely, you. Yeah. And Cheers um, for coming on. Yeah, we'll see you on Saturday. All good, guys. Yes. Ooh. Looking forward to it. Hey, we hope you enjoyed this episode with Ryan. If you want to see more from him, then please check out the description where you can find links to his social channels and website. You can also find links to the White Mills social channels and website. If you like the podcast, then please show us some appreciation and leave us a review and rate us. If you want to check out anything else we get up to at Tide, then please head over to our social channels on Instagram and Facebook. Or you can check out our website, tidewatersports.co.uk. Thanks for listening. See you there for the next one. Bye.